You're listening to Rabbi Arya Wolby, Director of Torch, the Torah Outreach Resource Center of Houston. This is the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. Welcome back to Parsha Power. My name is Rabbi Arya Wolby from the Jewish Inspiration Podcast. This week's Torah portion is Teruma. And in this week's Parsha, we see about God's instruction to Moshe about how the tabernacle, how the Mishkan should be assembled and how it should be constructed. And we're going to talk, the five points for this week's Torah portion are about some of the incredible lessons we can learn from the different parts, the different components of the tabernacle. So the first is the Keruvim, the cherubs that were above the ark. Now what was in the ark was the tablets, it was a copy of the Torah, and several other things, very important, essential parts of Judaism encased in the ark. But above the ark was the cherubs. These were baby-faced or child-faced angels with wings, and they represented the state of the Jewish people. When the Jewish people were close to one another and close to the Almighty, they were facing each other. But if, God forbid, the Jewish people were distanced from one another or distanced from the Almighty, they turned away from each other. And I think that it's a very important message that we need to incorporate into our daily lives, and that is that everything that happens around us is a message for us. And we need to recognize that we're living in a world of messages. We're living in a world where the Almighty is communicating with us at every moment. And the more we look to see those messages the more we will feel that connection. And it wasn't just in the temple that God communicated through these messages, but every single day of our lives we have those messages. The second incredible lesson from this week's Torah portion is that the ark was one and a half amos wide by two and a half amos long. Now, it's interesting that only the measurements of the ark was in halves, but not in a complete number. All the other measurements of the tabernacle were in complete numbers. And our sages tell us something very, very important. Because the ark represented the righteous, the ark represented the Torah scholars, and the Torah scholars are never complete. The Torah scholar understands that his wisdom is always limited. We know that the Torah is deep like the sea, wide as as the spans of all the galaxies. The depth and wisdom of the Torah is endless. And a Torah scholar always knows that he's never complete and is always yearning for more, which is why the Ark, which represents the Torah, which represents the Torah scholar, is always in the half numbers, one and a half wide by two and a half long, because a Torah scholar needs to always be hungry and desiring for more. The next part is that the room where the Ark was placed was the Holy of Holies. And the Holy of Holies was 10 amot by 10 amot. And we mentioned previously that the ark was one and a half by two and a half. So if you look on the sides, if the room was ten amot and inside the middle of it you had something, an ark, which was one and a half amot wide, so from each side you should have four and a quarter amot on each side. But when you measured from side to side, it measured ten. But when you measured from the ark to the side, On both sides, it equaled five. The ark didn't take any room. And our sages teach us that the ark, like we mentioned previously, represents the Torah scholars. It also represented humility. 
And what humility truly is, is that you take no space. Someone who's humble doesn't need to swallow up all the air in the room. Someone who's humble doesn't take any space. And that's the humility of the ark, is that there was a special miracle that when you measured from one side of the ark to the wall, it would be five. The other side to the wall, it would be five. It itself didn't take any space. Even if you measured the ark, it still measured one and a half by two and a half amot. And this is an incredible miracle to teach us the importance of humility. The fourth amazing lesson from this week's parsha is the shulchan, the table. On the table were 12 loaves of bread, the lechem hapanim. And these miraculous breads were baked every week on Friday, and they stayed fresh till the following week on Friday. These showbread represented the mitzvahs that a person does by their table. There's an old custom, the Rabbeinu Bachia tells us, that when someone would pass away, they would bury them in their own dining room table. They would make their dining room table into a coffin. The reason, because around the person's table, not only we eat foods to sanctify God, but we also bring guests to our home. And we share the mitzvah of Shabbos with our neighbors, with our friends, with our guests. And therefore, the shulchan is considered a very, very holy part of a Jewish home. We call it a shulchan, a table, just like it was in the tabernacle, in the service of the temple, so too in our own homes. There is a custom that we don't sit on a table because a table is considered something holy, just as it was in the temple. There was also a gold rim around the table to signify that this was a special, beautiful, and holy place where mitzvahs are done. The fifth point is the menorah. The menorah was made out of one piece. And if we know the Jewish people, we say we're aguda achas, we're one bonded people, we're, one, we're binded together. The miracle of the Ner Ma'aravi, which was the center flame, the center of the menorah, never got extinguished. While all of the other lights, the other six lights, got eventually extinguished, there was no more oil, the center one never went out. The Kohen had to put it out and relight it every day. It kept on burning. The light represents the Shekhinah, the presence of the Almighty. And something I enjoy saying every Hanukkah is that that center light represents the Almighty. The other branches represent all of the Jewish people. And the light wasn't needed, but it represents the Jewish people in that we're all equal. We may be a different branch. We may be have, have a different style. You have Ashkenaz, you have Sephard, you have Hasidic, you have all the different strands and stripes and, and, and colors and shades in Judaism. But we have to remember that we're We're all one. We're all at an equal height. Yes, one might be a little bit more distant. One might be a little bit closer. But we're all one people. We're all connected at the core, at the center to the Almighty. The Almighty loves each and every one of us. So my dear friends, I hope you found something insightful, something uplifting for your review of the portion this coming week. Have a magnificent Shabbos and thank you so much for listening. You've been listening to the Jewish Inspiration Podcast, a Torch production. Become a supporter at torchweb.org because your assistance enables more Torah learning around the globe. To find more lessons offered by Torch, please visit torchpodcasts.com.